Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Welcome to the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. Larry Kreider here with me in the studio. Back again, Brian Stevenson. Welcome. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, we're going to talk today about teamwork. And I know you've got a lot that you've taught, you teach, and you teach this both from a church setting, but you also teach it uh, from a secular setting. Yeah. And uh, we want to talk about teamwork, things you've learned about teamwork. I know you've you got to show you stuff from Romans 12 that fits yeah. into all this. So uh, again, Brian Stevenson, he's a pastor of Fireplace Christian Fellowship in Myerstown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, he's a musician. He has a recording studio. I know that's true because I was in the, in the recording <laughs> yes, studio. Yes, you've been. You've been a few Some of our audiobooks have done there. You've been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you're a consultant in the marketplace. I know a lot of this applies to your consultant work. You teach Bible at a Christian school. You're a five-fold pastor with WSA. You have an Airbnb. And uh, your wife, Rachel, has this luxury wedding floral business that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So you do all these things, but you've got to understand teamwork for this to work. Absolutely. So absolutely. let's talk about teamwork. Get us started. Uh, again, I welcome you here, all of you from 110-plus nations of the world, and these principles we talk about will apply to your nation. Absolutely. Apply to any culture, any part of the world, because it's based in the Bible. Yeah, Based absolutely. on the truth. Brian, go for it. So... Thanks, Larry. I, I just want to say before we get too far into this, you know, God's principles, the kingdom principles are the best principles. They are. There's, they there, are. We don't have to find anything better. Right. And so what what I've done over the years, what God's spoken to me over the years is looking at Romans 12. So if you're listening to the podcast, before we get too far into this, pause this and go read Romans 12. 21 verses that will absolutely revolutionize the way that you approach team leadership. Beautiful. So go do that and then come back. All right. Welcome back. So, <laughs> so you know, a lot of folks are going to be familiar with the uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, Larry. Sure. We hear it a bunch. Mm-hmm. But what I love about the whole chapter of Romans 12 is Paul gives us a roadmap. Mm-hmm. He starts by telling us that we need to embrace being set apart. Right. Um, and he tells us that as folks that are set apart um, in the marketplace, we might use language like, hey, you're, you're set apart for a reason. You're, you're uniquely qualified. Right. You know, and, and in the church, in the Christian life, we say Jesus qualifies us. Right. 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 In the marketplace, it could be their training. It mm-hmm. could be the things that they've done in their lifetime, their experiences. And so um, embrace having that as a mindset right. that I have all these different things as uh, a bonus. Mm-hmm. And when we look at a team, everybody on the team has that. Right. And so in the church, everybody in the team has been set apart by the Lord. Right. We pursue holiness um, for His honor and glory, not because we want pats on the back. Right. Um, the second part of that is that we need to pursue transformation. Mm-hmm. And so um, for some of us, transformation um, is literally um, that the Lord takes us out of the miry clay. Right. Um, it's for some of us, it's, it's really learning to lean into our gifting mm-hmm. and, and getting some training 
that will help us in our gifting and mm-hmm. and and maybe even uncovering things that you didn't realize you were gifted at right. so that all of those things are, are mindset shifts mm-hmm. and so um the language in romans 12 obviously many of you are familiar um by the renewing of your mind right so these are all mindset things and mm-hmm. that's a great place to start um from there he moves on verses three through five there's one of my absolute favorite verses, don't think of yourself more highly right, than you ought. Right. So we, that's a key leadership principle. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. And and to me, you know, looking at yourself um, with sober judgment isn't I'm worm, uh, you know, it's not worm exactly. theology. Exactly. It's I have gifting and it, I don't have to have all the gifting. Right, and so you know we need to be honest in that, and and then um, Paul goes on to say using um, God's measuring tool, he says use faith. So we're not just talking about our our knowledge, but the wisdom that God provides, um, being able to lean into the way that the Lord would wire us and say you can believe for something that you don't see. Right. Which is huge, especially on a team. Uh, vision casting is that. You're, you're, you're bringing folks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not a leader if there's no one following you. That's exactly right. You're just out <laughs> taking a walk. Exactly. <laughs> which can get very lonely. So working on the team concept and, and really leaning into that is huge. And, and you know, there's, there's uh, verse four, talks about um, understanding our, uh, in the Greek, it's the word praxis, mm-hmm. which is actually a, a business word. Right. Uh, and it means learning your role. And so when we look at uh, a praxis, um, we're talking about things like, what am I capable of? Right. And so if God has given us a role to play, he's, he's going to equip us to do that. Um, if, if it's something that you're not equipped to do, then maybe it's not your role. And so there's, um, there's something about learning the roles that we have. Uh, verse 5, we have to realize that we belong to each other. Mm-hmm. There's a fantastic book my wife and I just read called You Are Not Your Own by Alan Noble. Mm. And he talks about the fact that, you know, uh, I think the, 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 the byline in there is um, belonging to God and a world gone wrong or something mm. like that. And, and, and belonging to God also means we belong to the family. So you're not a lone ranger. We belong to each other. We're, we're right. part of this team. Right. But ultimately, God's the leader. That's he's, right. he's guiding us as a team. So mm-hmm. in the in the um, in the marketplace, a lot of the language will will be into things like hey, we, we want to make sure that we're looking out for our our coworkers. Right. That we take interest in seeing them succeed, because if they succeed. We're going to succeed. That's right. Um, there's a phrase we use: "Rising tides lift all ships." That's right. I love that. And so this all talks to te- that's all teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so twelve six to eight talks about carrying out your role again, the praxis, and he talks about prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing kindness. All these very different gifts. Yes. Right. And so it's it's interesting when I sit with um, I teach a, a senior Bible class. And when I sit with my seniors and we talk about these various roles as young people who are who don't have a lot of life experience, I love when they sort of butt heads mm-hmm. because it's then I can point out this is why we need each other. Right. So, um, you know, and, and not having the role, and I think this is important for us to talk about, Larry, and I think you've probably experienced it too. Not having a particular gifting doesn't give you a free reign to have a bad behavior. Correct. So if your gifting is showing kindness and you say, well, I don't have that gift, I'm a jerk, 
Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not building the kingdom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, knowing your role. Uh, or carrying out your role when you know what what it is is pretty imperative in a team. Mm. So I would be curious, and and I don't mean to turn the tables on you here, oh, but you I've may. been talking a lot. Um, in your experience with team building, Larry, um, have you ever encountered somebody who didn't necessarily have the role, the right seat? They, they uh, were trying times. to fulfill a role that they weren't. Yeah, for. yeah. In the book, I think it's good to great talks about having the right people on the bus, the right people in the right seats on the bus. Uh-huh. And there's times I've been in the wrong seats, for example, yeah. and others have been. And then you have to have the crucial conversations and talk about that, and then make the changes that are needed to be made. So yeah, that's that's happened many times in my short seventy-two years of life. That's happened many, many times. <laughs> and and I think when we when we are honest with ourselves, and I appreciate you, Larry, because in the time that I've known you, you're you're honest about mistakes you've made. Right. Um, I, I love the approach that we learn more from our mistakes than than our yeah. successes. And you will tell people, I, I made a mistake here. Right. And you just said that earlier. I've I've experienced that where where I was trying to fulfill a role um, that I wasn't equipped for, mm-hmm. but it also just sucked the energy right out of me. Right. Yeah, for example, if you're involved in a pastoral role, if you're a pastor of a church like you are, and I was for 15 years in the past, you're expected then to be a counselor right? because you're a pastor, quote-unquote pastor. And we do a lot of disservice by giving people titles oh, yeah. that really is not who they are. Right. I mean, calling you a pastor works because you are. Sure. Uh, but I realize I'm not a counselor. And I'm not, I love people. Mm-hmm. And I think people feel safe around me. However, I'm not a strong pastor. My wife is, Laverne is, but I'm really not. And I'm also not a great counselor. I'm a, I'm a leadership coach mentor, but I'm not a great counselor. So I'll be quick to tell people, I'm going to connect you with somebody who can really help you. Right. Why should you struggle with me? Because I'm not going to be able right. to help you in the way you really need to be helped. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we, we planted the fireplace over 20 years ago now. Right. And that was Charlie and Heidi Klein. Right. And Charlie is a gifted fivefold evangelist. He's amazing. He is amazing. Mm-hmm. The the growth of the fireplace attributed largely because right. of the evangelistic That's right. um, gifting that Charlie mm-hmm. carried. It was interesting to listen to him years ago and even right when Rachel and I stepped in say to people I'm not a pastor. Right. Like Pastor Charlie, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> you know, and and that's a guy who knows the role that God gave right. him, the, the, the praxis, right. the work that needs to be carried out. And he did it really well. He also recognized, I'm not a pastor. I need these people around me. That's right. That's one of those maxims that we have to embrace as a church mm. is to know your role. Yeah, I found in my life, just as we're still turning these tables back and forth, yeah. I, I found that uh, over my life, I've had to have many pastoral kind of people on my teams. Yeah. Because if I was leading the team and they would pick up at areas I would simply miss. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I used to feel bad about that, like, what's wrong with me? I realized, no, that's not how I'm wired by God. I need to do what I do well yes. and let others do what they do well, and we work as a team. And now I've been blessed to work with a lot of the same people for 35 years. It's right. been amazing. But if you look at all of us who even lead globally in the Dev Global family, as we work together, we're very, very different in our giftings. Mm-hmm. But it works. It works well because we've learned to honor one another and yes. the gifts that we have and to try to be all things to all men. Which is which is perfect segue. So moving into verses 9 to 13, um, don't fake it. 
Right. You know, Paul says, genuinely love people. Right. Don't fake love people. Yeah. And so if you're building a team, you can't, um, you can't lead someone that you don't love. Because then you're That's just going to so boss true. them. So you're true. Gonna, you're going to become a boss, and it's going to become yeah. um, nasty for everybody. Right. And so we we spend a lot of time, Rachel and I will spend a lot of time building relationships. So every elder team meeting, we start by having a meal together. Yeah. We share a meal. We're, we're gathered around. We love each other's kids. Um, we, uh, we just had an elder retreat, and uh, it was a blessing to be under one roof. Right. And to be able to really spend that quality time just being with each other mm-hmm. and loving one another and not faking it. Right. You know, we genuinely love each other. That was the hardest thing when Rachel and I were on sabbatical was the people that we were with, we genuinely loved. Right, right. Like we, we missed them right. dearly. Did we need the sabbatical? Yeah, we absolutely did. But to be able to be with them um, again, was just such a blessing to realize how much we love them. And then in in verse ten, maybe one of my favorite verses in Scripture is to take delight in honoring each other. Mm. So this is what you mentioned. Um, in fact, um, I love Eugene Peterson's uh, the Message translation is practice playing second fiddle. Yeah. And so uh, for me as a musician, when um, when you talk about playing second fiddle. What you're actually talking about is making someone else better. That's right. And so in team building, if your goal isn't um, to make the person next to you better, um, to bring out the best in them, right. to to call out of them the things that God's planted that maybe they don't believe in themselves, mm-hmm. those are those are ways to play second fiddle. Mm-hmm. And, and if that person, and, and this is something that anybody who's building a team that's listening needs to hear... If you're not trying to pull out the best in the people that are on your team, then ultimately your team won't be the best that it can be. It's it's it might seem to be very basic and logical, right, but right. I've been on teams where it was a, it was either all about the task, right, or you were told you will do this and you will accomplish this. And maybe you weren't even, maybe that's not even your role. Maybe right. you're not gifted to do that, but you're expected to to fulfill right. it. So um, that is huge. Moving on, I think choosing to bless. Mm. When we talk about our, our teams, if, if we're not purposing to try to bless those that we walk with, they're going to feel burned out. True. Um, this is this is whether it's it's in the church or in the marketplace. If your team doesn't feel like like they're blessed to be a part of the team, eventually they're going to get burned out, or they're going to say, you know what, I don't know that this is for me. Right. Um, there obviously are times when people will feel like they are called on. Right. Right. And 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 we bless them at that moment too. Sure. You sure. Know, we bless them and, and mm. pray them out. Um, well, you know, there's tremendous power release and encouragement, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and that type of blessing also. Yeah. And uh, I found in teams that I have been on or teams that I've led, that a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. Yeah. And being specific with encouragement. When someone does something well, letting them know what they did well and how that affected your life or others' lives, yeah. I think is so important. So, And that's another way we honor, yeah. and which is what you're talking about right yeah. here. I, I think I think it's, it's amazing to me if we think... Think about when the 11 disciples were looking for someone. Right. They brought along an encourager. Yeah. And and that's that just it should show us how important encouragement is to team. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the next one that I have here, 1215, weep with those who weep, rejoice right, with those who rejoice. Right. Choose to empathize. Yeah. Some of these are choices that we need to make. Right. Um, it's, again, going back to my seniors, it is funny. Um, we just talked the other day, and, and the one particular young lady said, I'm not really good at empathy. I, I presented a, um, a problem for them to work through. And um, her response was, I would tell them, just get over it. <laughs> so, you know, you can have the self-awareness that, you know, I'm not really good at empathy. Right. But we also need to carry that out then to choose Correct. <laughs> to empathize and actually weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. Try to, to be in that position. Yeah. And for some of us, that comes natural. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, it's a choice. Yeah. But either way, it needs to happen because it's biblical and it's reality. Yep. And you can't have a strong team without applying these principles. Yeah. And I think, I think I'd add another layer there. You will ruin your team. That's right. By not being yeah. able to empathize, not right. being able to hear them. I, I was at a, uh, in the marketplace and I was consulting and we were doing an exercise on communication. And um, we talked about four different styles. And um, I was standing with the CEO. There was there was one particular style that's very assertive and, right. and it's you know, the high D personality. Right. And um, when, I, when we looked out over his crew of about 100 people, he and one other person were this high right. D, you know, yeah. what we call a mover. And the other ones, there was about 60 in one group, about 20 in another, and a handful in another group. And I looked out and I said, what do you, what do you make out of this? Like, what stirs in you when you see this? And he said, there's a lot of people that are going to have to figure me out. <laughs> and, and it's just interesting because that's, a lot of times that's our thought process. Yeah. Well, you have to cater to me. That's right. And instead of saying, like, maybe I need to learn your language. Yeah. And, 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 and we're talking heart language now. That's right. We can speak, you and I can speak English, mm. but we might not speak the same heart language. That's correct. And so there might be things that I say that resonate with you. And, and if that's the case, I should key in on that. Mm-hmm. And hey, maybe that's, so when you mentioned earlier about, about blessing someone with an encouragement, be specific about the encouragement. That's right. Because just a nebulous, hey, you're a great worker. It or hey, you're, you're a great teammate. About anybody can do that. Yeah. It be takes, specific. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it takes a lot to, to really be be able to be specific. Um, there's two two different things in uh, 16 that jump out. And one is to, to choose to live in harmony. Mm. There is a choice in, in being able to walk with people in harmony. It's okay to say, you know what? I think we're going to do it your way. Husbands, I know you've all experienced this. Honey, where do you want to go to dinner? Oh, I don't care. Wherever you want to go. And then you name all the places in a in a twenty minute surrounding area, and all of them are are, are turned down. And then you say, "Honey, really, where would you like to go?" Like that's to me. I, we Rachel and I sort of it's, it becomes a joke for us, right? You know. Um, so it's it's encouraging to be able to say, "I'm going to choose to honor you by walking in harmony." Right. So that means if you and I disagree. We, and this isn't, uh, this isn't always an agree to disagree. It's in fact, one of the things that we'll teach um, when we go into the marketplace is coming to a place of, can I embrace and can I support the decision that's made? Mm-hmm. Not just, I'm going to agree to disagree. Right. We're, we're not also looking for just a quorum in a meeting. Right. 
we're, we're looking for, can I, can, I, can I walk with this? Yeah, when we walk out of that room with the people that we're in, involved in the team with, we need to walk out of the room all being on the same page saying, yes, we will together. We may not have agreed to how we got here, yeah. but, you know, the team is most important. Yeah. And we are going to walk out this thing together and be affirmative of this whole thing. If you don't, that you will simply sow seeds of distrust. Absolutely. And typically what will happen is, if that isn't come to an agreement, mm-hmm. can we agree to support this decision, even if we disagree right. in principle? Right. Um, what you'll see is, in my experience, you walk out and there's two people over in the corner and they're talking and, right. and maybe you, you start to hear rumbling somewhere right. else. And, and so we need to be careful to communicate that way. Mm. Um, and, th- and then the final thing in 16 is don't be a know-it-all. Yeah. So, yeah. so when I lead things with the elder team, for instance, at the fireplace, I will ask, first of all, for all of their input. Before I give my input, I want to hear what everyone else has mm-hmm. to say because I don't know it all. Right. And, and typically what's happened is the elder team will be talking about things that are maybe decidedly different than my approach. Mm-hmm. And they'll brought up things that I didn't even think about. Oh, my right. word. This is this is revolutionary for me. And, hey, we might need to table this sure. because I came in here with an idea. Mm-hmm. But you all pointed out well, right. my idea is probably not the best. And then from 17 to 21, and, and I know you've, you've done, uh, Dwayne Britton is, is a good friend of mm-hmm. ours, and, sure. and he does Major conflict friends. resolution. Mm-hmm. He's really good at that. But 20, 17 to 21 in Romans 12 talks about a godly response right. to things like evil and conflict or mistreatment. On any team, if it's a good team, mm. there's probably going to be some times where folks disagree. Correct. Um, what happens if it gets taken too far? Mm-hmm. And how do you walk that out? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Paul's pretty clear what we're to do. Mm-hmm. We go back to the blessing. Right. You know, we, 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 don't, um, we don't become dishonorable mm-hmm. if someone else is, has been dishonorable. We don't right. replace, we don't uh, combat evil with evil. Um, we choose to live in peace. So good. So um, I love the story and uh, Dallas Willard was a was a professor, and mm-hmm. um, in his, one of his classes, there was a young man that was completely um, berating him, and uh, he was being he was being watched by the rest of the class, and uh, the student was way out of line, and got to the end of it, and um, the class dismissed, and a, and a student came up and he said, you know, you could have destroyed him. He was a philosophy professor. He could right, have destroyed him. Right. His argument was so weak and it was so right. terrible. He was berating you. And and Dallas looked at me and said, I was exercising the choice to not have to have the last word. Uh-huh. And so like when I look at the end of Romans 12, when I think about um, team building, Paul covers so much right. in 21 verses. Mm. Um, it would be... It would behoove us, I think, as, as team leaders, mm-hmm. whether we're in the marketplace or we're in the church, to say, what are these things and how, how am I, you know, gauge myself. Right. Do that whole sober judgment thing. Right, right. And, and so how good. am I doing as a leader? Um, when people snap at me, am I snapping back? Right. Uh, if people disagree with me, do I feel like I have to defend myself or do mm-hmm. I listen to their disagreement and say, you know what? You might have a point. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So we take the whole book 
a whole chapter of Romans 12, and step by step, it tells us there how to lead a team effectively. Absolutely. That's amazing. And you you do this like if someone's listening saying, well, man, I want to know more about this. Maybe put some of this on the show notes. Yep. Some I, of the I'll, information I'll the on the show notes. Okay. Absolutely. That'd be great. Put that on there. And also, if there's somebody, you know, within either driving distance or somebody that wants to have you come, either they live in some other part of the nation of the world, and help them with their teams. You willing to do that? Absolutely. Okay. I would love to. Good, because that's I mean, that's what you do both in the marketplace, both in the business side, and also yeah. on the church side. Yeah. So, younger leaders listening to us today, last last opportunity you have in this podcast, uh, Brian, share with them. If there's anything you, you would say, make sure you know this, what would that be? I would say make sure you know that your role is to care for the people that you're leading. Beautiful. And if you're genuinely loving and genuinely caring for them, mm. they will succeed. They will run way past you. Right. And, That's the goal. And and the and the kingdom of God will expand. Exactly. Um, if you're in the marketplace, your business, all the metrics that you want to see mm-hmm. go up will go up. All the yeah. ones you want to see go down will go down. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, Jesus said it like this. He said, greater works will you do yeah. when I go to the Father. And that's the goal for all of us, that those that we help, that we train, that we bless, that we pastor, whatever, will go much further ahead than we can ever go. Elijah, Elisha, Elisha, you got the double portion, yeah. the double anointing. And, me, and that's our heart is to see that happen with the teams that we help repair because they will lead teams in the future. Absolutely. And some of it based on what they've learned with teams that we're leading right now. Yeah. 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 Brian, thank you so much for thank joining you. us today for Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. Again, check out the show notes, everyone. A lot more about Brian and uh, you know, some of the books we talked about, some of the information that was mentioned here. And if you want to get a hold of him, his information is on there and learn more about leadership. I love that. Romans 12 says it all. It was amazing. I believe thank so. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you for joining the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. We look forward to having you back next week. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.